Well, hello and welcome to Lectionary Q. I'm Dennis Sanders, and I'm the pastor of First Christian Church of St. Paul, which is uh, located in Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, and we are part of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. This was actually, um, this resource was actually called Preparing for Sunday, but as you notice, it has a new name. Um, I decided to call it Lectionary Q because the name is more memorable. And of course, the Q here stands for questions because that's what we, um, that's what I'm doing here every week. I take a scripture from the Revised Common Lectionary for the upcoming Sunday and I ask questions. And hopefully, it's a stimulus to get you to ask questions about the scripture for the coming week. Um, the, the goal of this resource is for pastors, but I also really, really hope that it, this is also something that um, the laity people who aren't pastors will also use. Um, obviously, this is a resource to help pastors prepare for Sunday sermons, but I also think it can be used as a resource um, for devotion for anyone, to, um, whether they are ordained or not, to just take some time to step away from the busyness of the world and to reflect on what God might be saying in scripture. So this week's text, it's a doozy. Um, I know that there are some pastors and this, and we're looking actually from the gospel. There are some pastors that I already think are avoiding this text because let's just face it. This is an odd text. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Um, I'm focusing on it because this podcast is about asking questions, and oh my, there are lots of questions. So let's take a look at the text that for this coming Sunday, September 18th, 2022, which is the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. And the text is from Luke 16, 1 through 33. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Then Jesus said to his disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give me an account accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. And the manager said to himself, what will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I've decided what I will do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. As his master commended the dishonest and his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into, a, into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little 
is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with dishonest, if you have that that have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you to true to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one or love the other, or be devoted to the one or dis- and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. So, here are those questions. Why do you think the rich man didn't just fire the manager on the spot? Now, I know that that's kind of looking at it from a modern standpoint, but why do you think he didn't do that? Number two, what do you think about how the manager acted? Was it shrewd, as his boss says, or was it unjust? Now, some people think that the manager was acting justly in an unjust environment. What do you think? And related to this, who is just or unjust in the story? Is it the manager? Is it the rich man? Was one just and the other unjust? Were neither just? Or is it a mixture of both? Can this text have implications on what it means to be a Christian in our modern world, which is very complex and messy? I want to share this quote. This quote comes from the Reverend Kendra Moan. Um, She wrote the following um, in the uh, lectionary resource, Working Preacher, which comes from Luther Seminary. This is what she says. This surprising perspective has implications for people of faith living in complex times. At times, people of faith are encouraged to disengage from the messiness of this world, staying above the fray to maintain righteousness or purity. And yet, if people of faith withdraw from the public sphere, then important voices for justice, equity, and peace are often missing. Clergy are often criticized for not understanding how the real world works because they are insulated from the church, and yet, Even the healthiest local worshiping community is not immune from divisiveness, insecurity, power plays, and tough decisions. It's tempting to think that our only options for living within complex and troubling systems are accommodation or resistance. But the reality for most people, whether in the Roman Empire or the United States in the 21st century, is more akin to negotiation, weighing options, and choosing who or what to prioritize in the next decision with less than ideal options. Perhaps Jesus' admiration for the shrewdness of this generation has this kind of orientation in view. So what do you think about that quote? Is there some truth to that? Think about the times that we live in. Maybe look at some of the headlines. What does that have to say for the church as we live in these times? Number five, this is a question actually I asked. I found out that I actually did preach from this passage once back almost 10 years ago. And so this was a question that I asked. What if Jesus is telling those around him 
that what was important was not money, but developing relationships with people. Final question is number six. Does this passage actually have anything to say with money? Is the money here just kind of uh, the MacGuffin, the thing that is kind of that propels the story, or is Jesus saying something here about money? So what are your answers to those questions? What are the questions that you have? If you are brave enough, if you'd want to share some of those questions or answers, I'd love to hear them. And you can um, send them to me um, to uh, uh, my email address at church, which is dsanders um, at fccstpaul.org. And this will actually be in the show notes, just so that you know. So I want to conclude uh, this um week's um, episode with a prayer. Last week I did it with uh, Christoph Blumhart. Uh, today I'm going to pray a prayer from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Oh God, early in the morning I cry to you. Help me to pray and to concentrate my thoughts on you. I cannot do this alone. In me there is darkness, but with you there is light. I am lonely, but you do not leave me. I am feeble in heart, but with you there is help. I am restless, but with you there is peace. In me there is bitterness, but with you there is patience. I do not understand your ways, but you know the way for me. Restore me to liberty and enable me to live now that I may answer before you and before men. Lord, whatever this day may bring, May your name be praised. Amen. Well, that is it for this week's lectionary cue. And that is the new name. And I am, you uh, can check out, there will be a website coming up soon. It's probably going to be on Substack um, that will include some of these questions. Um, but uh, just uh, keep an eye out for that. And I will let you know um, when that com- that is available. But um, if you live in the Twin Cities area, I do also want to uh, take this opportunity to invite you to come and worship with us at First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. We meet at Roseville Lutheran Church, which is in Roseville, Minnesota. That's a suburb of St. Paul at 11 a.m. You can direct, get directions by going to our website at fccstpaul.org. So I pray and hope that these questions will really open the scripture up to you. Um, and allow you to connect with God and to be able to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. That is it for this week. I am Dennis Sanders, your host. We'll see you next week.